Hello and welcome to Baylor Connections, a conversation series with the people shaping our future. Each week we go in-depth with Baylor leaders, professors, and more discussing important topics in higher education, research, and student life. I'm Derek Smith, and today we are talking Baylor basketball as the new season is nearly underway. We're visiting with Michael Mata and Luke Simons. Mata and Simons lead basketball operations efforts for Baylor's men's and women's basketball programs. Mata begins his third season as assistant athletic director for basketball operations for women's basketball, working alongside coach Nikki Collett. Simons enters his second season as director of basketball operations with men's basketball on coach Scott Drew's staff. Baylor's basketball programs are preparing for a unique season in 2023-2024 as they'll begin at the Farrell Center before moving to the brand new Pollen Alahadra Foster Pavilion in January. The women open the season November 6th at home against Southern, the men the next day, November 7th, against Auburn in South Dakota. It's a busy time, and guys, I know how busy you are this time of year. Really appreciate you taking the time to join us. Michael and Luke, thanks so much for coming on the program today. Thank you, Derek. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us, Derek. Now, great to have you here. And, and, and Michael, let's uh, start with you. If we were to take a peek over your shoulder and look at your Outlook calendar these days, uh, what are just a few of the things we might uh, we might see on it? You know, it really just depends on uh, what day of the week it is. Um, currently, if you look at my office, it looks like an equipment room. There's just boxes of shoes and gear that, you know, that we need to give out. Um, but really, uh, it just depends on the day, you know. Uh, the great, the great thing is we have our hand in everything that is going on with our program. Um, you know, right now gearing up for a big official visit this weekend. Um, but mainly working on fundraising, you know, team travel, getting our equipment, uh, you know, organized for the season. So it's a little bit of everything, which makes the job really fun. We're not always doing the same thing. So that's, uh, kind of what keeps us on our toes. I think. What about you, Luke? How similar? Very similar. Um, you know, I think a lot of right now is preparing as much as you possibly can before the season begins when you know there are going to be last-minute changes. Um, there are going to be things that have to be taken care of at the last second, but as much of that as you can get done now uh, is just going to make you that much more effective at your role once we're, you know, multiple road games uh, in two weeks and that kind of stuff. So, again, um, getting all the gear out that the guys are going to need for the season – we have a couple cold weather games this year, so uh, we're getting the guys the coats and such that they'll hopefully only wear two or three times this year. Um, checking a lot of the boxes with uh, just making sure you're involving people in the program before it really gets busy with having donors, uh, alumni, different folks coming in. Uh, we've got a lot of scouts that attend our practice, so trying to keep everything running before we get to the fun part when the games start. Well, Michael and Luke, I, I've seen how much, uh, we'll just call it craziness, you all have to deal with as you deal with travel and a large group of people and making sure, orchestrating that things are where they need to be where. So let's try and immerse people in that uh, just uh, a little bit. Luke, I'll start with you. And then, then Michael, Director of Operations, just first of all, how would you describe that role to people who aren't familiar? And then follow it up with, who is a good Director of Ops? What qualities does it take to, to meet all these things you're describing? Certainly. Yeah. Um, you know, sort of the tongue in cheek job description or uh, way to kind of help people understand what we do is when we do our job well, nobody knows. But when we mess something up, everyone is going to know. Uh, that could be things like at the end of every season, you're going to have some of those sort of clickbait stories of 
such and such a team forgot their uniforms and had to wear, you know, their practice jerseys or, uh, you know, something happened with a plane or with a hotel, that kind of thing. So uh, if we're really doing our job at a high level, then things run smoothly and nobody really notices. But every once in a while uh, you mess up and unfortunately you may end up on Twitter or ESPN. And uh, I think a, a good director of ops is someone who can, operate at the expectation level of the program or the head coach, which means, you know, we're no different or better than anyone else, but our sort of operational tempo is probably a lot different than a normal group of people walking into a hotel or walking into an airport or into a restaurant. And so helping the outside vendors and the people outside the program that you work with understand um, sort of the expectations that we're expected to operate at and getting that job done well without burning bridges with, the Marriott and American Airlines and Olive Garden and all those places. What about you, Michael? Yeah, I mean, Luke uh, kind of hit it on the head there, but, um, you know, I think describing the role, you really have to be a problem solver. Um, there's a lot of things that come up that, you know, there, because there's so many people involved in your program, uh, something may come up at some point and you just need to have solutions, right? Like I know Scott, and Nikki, they probably like to have the answers when you're presenting a problem or a solution when you're presenting a problem, right? So I think to be to be great in this role, you got to be ready to to change and divert and to and to figure out a solution to a problem that arises. Um, you know, we work in athletics. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to manage. But as long as you can be a problem solver, you know, you're going to be really good in this role and and a great communicator. Uh, like Luke said, we're dealing with a lot of people that touch our program, whether it's uh, donors or, excuse me, different companies or or vendors. So, you know, you just got to you got to be a great communicator as well. This is Baylor Connections. We're visiting with Michael Mata, director of ops for Baylor women's basketball and Luke Simons, his counterpart with the men. And before we move on, I want to ask you about the coach. You're working with coaches here in just a little bit, because I know a lot of people are going to be interested in that. But before I do that, you know, we're talking about a lot of things uh, in season, but you do a lot of things out of season too. Could you give us like, if we were looking at the job description, uh, if we're looking at the job description, what are a few things we would see beyond what we've discussed? Michael, I'll start with you um that that are part of your purview uh as you prepare for a season yeah um the the great thing about being here at Baylor is uh you know when I spoke with Nikki uh when I got the job she was like oh you're gonna have an assistant director of ops like your job's gonna be a little bit easier you can focus on different things um but the joke is uh she forgot to mention we were going on a foreign tour and also that we have Foster Pavilion being built which is incredible so um, you know, coming to a place where we just have a lot of incredible things to work on. Um, so, you know, Foster has taken up a lot of time. Our foreign tour this past summer has really taken up a lot of my time out of season. Um, but it, it's kind of like it's kind of like Christmas, right? Like once Santa's done with Christmas, he starts all over again. So like for a director of ops, like we once the season's over, we're already planning for next season. So, you know, I'm I'm already working on our game schedule for next season, even though this season hasn't even started yet. Um, so, you know, there's things that keep us on our toes all the time. And and like Luke said, we're thinking about things seven days, 14 days, one month, two months, three months, you know, a year in advance. Um, so for me, it's like just constantly restarting your roles all over again. Um, which is great because it's new year, new opportunities, different challenges. So um, that's kind of what what we do out of season, if that makes sense. 
and through it all, you're you're working with the coaches. And I imagine uh, this this is a topic that I'm sure a lot of people are interested. In. I don't know how many questions you get from people, but you know, what's it like working with Coach Nikki and and, and Coach Drew? So look, I'll start with you. We've a lot of us who've been around Baylor for a while have seen Coach Drew and got to know him over the course of the last 20 years, um, and all he's done at Baylor, leading building the program, leading it to a national title. But in just two years, you know him in a different way than we do. What, what very broad question? But what's it like working with Coach Drew? Well, I uh, was blessed to have the opportunity to work for Bryce Drew, uh, Coach's younger brother, at both Valparaiso and Vanderbilt. And uh, every fall, we would scrimmage uh, Baylor leading up to the start of the regular season. And so, I had a lot of experience just being around Coach Drew and um, just being around the Baylor program. Uh, John Jacobs is one of my closest friends. He was actually my wife's youth pastor growing up. Wow. He uh, set us up and actually performed our wedding. Uh, I worked for Athletes in Action for several years and took several Baylor players and staff members overseas on missions trips. Um, so when Coach Scott Drew first called me about the role here, uh, I felt like I had uh, a pretty good understanding of sort of what the foundation of Baylor basketball is about. Um, we had the opportunity when I uh, moved from College of Charleston to Boston College with Earl Grant, we hired Matt Gray, who was a former GA here uh, at Baylor as our uh, video coordinator at Boston College. So again, just a lot of uh, sort of external connections there, but uh, working for Scott Drew and Bryce Drew uh, is very similar. You can tell that they learned a lot of their coaching style from the same person, which is their father. Makes sense. Um, but I think maybe the best quality of both of those men is that they are the exact same person every day. Um, you know, we lost three games in a row to start the Big 12 season last year. And there was frustration. And frankly, I think there was some righteous anger in, you know, us having to get some stuff right. But um, I know that there are people that don't have the blessing of getting to work from for someone who has – is as grounded as coach drew is and uh who operates out of his same set of beliefs whether after a win after a loss uh in stressful times and great times uh and i know i'm enormously blessed what are some uh things you've learned obviously you are trying I, in some ways it's almost like you're a, a point guard or a quarterback trying to set the people up around you to get where they need to be and do it well uh, does Coach Drew have any quirks or what are some things you've learned about what he needs to from you to to do the things he needs to do? Uh, coffee is the most important thing on a road trip. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't matter if it's 3 p.m. when we land, 11 p.m. when we land, when we step into that meeting room, uh, there needs to be uh, some hot coffee. Now, I will say um, he loves coffee, but he does not have a uh, – refined or high maintenance palate so sure it, as long as it is hot black coffee he doesn't care where it's from what it tastes like uh he just wants that caffeine boost so i learned that pretty quickly uh last year and then uh other than that he's going to make it 100 percent about the players so um once i learn you know what is inbounds and out of bounds as far as you know his broad parameters I learned pretty much after that to don't ask him, just go ask the players because his answer is going to be, well, what do the players want? And uh, when you get to work in a program where it's players first and you know that uh, you're going to keep them happy, that's going to make your job a lot easier.
That's great. No, thank you for sharing that, Luke. Good insights there. And now, Michael, I want to ask you some of these same questions about working with Coach Nikki. You know, she's about to start her third year here, as are you, but you've known her uh, b- before that as well. Take us inside what it's like working uh, for and with Coach Nikki and what you enjoy about that. Definitely have known Nikki for a few years just from our WNBA connections, but um, really blessed when she called and asked me if I wanted to uh join her here actually a uh, small story i actually interviewed with her in atlanta uh when she was the head coach of the atlanta dream um and it, it didn't end up working out um but i'm grateful for that because it ended up working out a couple months later when she got the baylor uh head coaching job um but nikki is just a genuine person and what you see is what you get um you know derek you've traveled with us like she is who she is And I absolutely love that about her. She's going to tell you how she feels and she's not going to, um, you know, say something that she doesn't believe in. Um, And I just think that's really genuine when you're trying to learn from someone. And, you know, uh, she's very similar to Scott. She's player driven. She's also very staff driven. She's going to try and do anything that uh, she can to make sure our staff is growing uh, and that we're learning and that we're enjoying Baylor and Waco and, um, you know, that's, what's great about her. She's so self selfless. Um, I would say one quirk about her though, is that she loves information. Like you need to get her all the calendars. You need to get her all the information. Like she's not going to make a decision unless she has all the facts presented in front of her, you know, whether that's, you know, statistics from games or, you know, anything from practices to, you know, game scheduling, we worry, uh, not worry a lot. We focus a lot on the net um, and trying to schedule quality opponents. Like we just read uh, into things a lot more than probably some other staffs might, which is a great thing because we're going to be prepared and, and setting, you know, different schedules or practice plans or, you know, whatever it may be. But um, yeah, I, I just think it's easy to work for someone that's very genuine and I'm very thankful that she is. Absolutely, for sure. And, and, and you mentioned the information side. Is that that maybe not everyone knows what she was an engineering engineering major in college? Is that that engineering side coming out in, in different ways still? For sure, for sure. But actually, fun fact: um, if she ever retires from coaching basketball, she wants to open a coffee shop. So she definitely like Scott, like Coach Drew, like Coach Scott Drew has a has an affinity for coffee. So um, maybe a little bit more refined palate than Coach Drew, but sure. Uh, <laughs> but you're yeah. not going to sneak over to the gas station at yeah. uh, 11 p.m. The coffee's been there all day. And yeah, although one. our men have a fancier coffee machine in their offices and they don't let us live it down. So, uh, oh, yeah, over to their office to make coffee. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's good stuff. Good coffee talk here on on Baylor Connections as we visit with Michael Mata and, and Luke Simon. So as, as we're talking right now, probably uh, no more than about 50 or 60 yards from where I'm sitting is the. Paul and Alejandro Foster Pavilion. And pretty soon that's going to be uh, where you guys call home along with the team. So I'm trying to remember. I'm sure there's been teams that have started in one stadium and finished the year in another, but I really don't remember a lot of those over the course of the year. So it's a unique challenge that you both uh, get. Michael, continue with you, and then we'll go back to Luke on this. What, what, what's that like? What, what, what curveballs? I mean, obviously it's exciting. You guys just have to plan around it. Yeah, um, it, it's going to take our logistics to the next level. Um, and I'm thankful for Luke. I feel like he has a little bit more experience than me in, in some of these areas. So we actually just did an operations walkthrough at Foster either a week or a week and a half ago. And 
uh, actually walk through the the arena and walk through our spaces that we're going to have available to us um, and really try to put put our like, you know, VR goggles on and see what what the vision is going to be and, and see all the things that can arise. You know, one thing that we talked about is where's our visiting team going to walk? You know, where where are the entrances to the arena? Because it's not going to be fully done yet from our locker room space. Um, you know, where is there a place our coaches can meet at halftime? So things that we have to think about that our coaching staff won't think about. Um, so it's really becoming more of a reality that we'll get in there in the next two months. Um, but I've never been a part of a brand new building opening. So it's just really exciting uh, as we're going through the process and and just trying to figure out how we're going to how we're going to plan for it. I don't, you know, I think that's probably going to cause a little bit more stress for Luke and, and myself. Um, and we have to just be creative about it, but, uh, but we're, we're excited at least to, to get in there this year. Luke, have you been part of a new building before? You know, I'm trying to think um, when I was at Boston college, so I came here last season from Boston college. Um, we were in the midst of remodeling our practice gym and uh adding on some other facilities and such. And so practice uh, was scheduled to happen actually in the rec center uh, for the first half of the season. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to avoid all of that by getting offered the job here. But sure. uh, I went through all the logistics and the pre-planning, uh, just didn't have to be part of the execution. Um, but really, one of the biggest differences for me in this role, Derek, um, I've been a part of like basically half of my career is helping a head coach take over a new program. So Bryce Drew brought me from Valparaiso to Vanderbilt with him. Earl Grant brought me from College of Charleston to Boston College. And the biggest difference here is Scott Drew's been here for 21 years before there was a practice facility attached to the Farrell Center, before there were all these different things. And so when you're starting a new program with a head coach, you can maybe, you know, help set things up to your advantage, you know, get things done in a certain way that, you know, the outside vendors are going to be happy with and that kind of stuff. And there's nothing that happens here that isn't just exactly the way that coach Drew has learned is going to be the best way to do it over the last 20 years. And probably the biggest hurdle is going to be, you know, pregame meals, second semester won't happen in the stone room happen uh, attached to the Ferrell center. And uh, our offices won't be, you know, on the concourse level of the Foster Pavilion. The offices won't be ready yet uh, in second semester of next year. So understanding that it's a home game and our fans are going to be there and every game is going to be sold out and they're going to give us an incredible advantage. But some of the just tempo of a normal game day is going to be a little bit different. We're, we're winding down here and I want to ask you, give an opportunity, you know, Michael mentioned, uh, you know, an assistant earlier and I know who that is, but is there anyone, groups of people or individuals that as we talk about director of ops that to close out, you want to give a shout out to for the way that you're able to to lean on them to do what you've just described for the last 20 minutes or so, Luke? Certainly. Um, with us, the first that comes to mind uh, is our GAs and managers. Um, we have... I will argue with anyone uh, that wants to that we have the best group of GAs and managers in the country, um, so much so that when Coach Drew first called me about the role and we were discussing it, he sent me a graphic of all of the GAs and managers who have come through Baylor basketball and then gone on to work in the NBA, NCAA, be an agent, whatever uh, impressive role that they uh, moved into from their time at Baylor. And that's not normal. And I tell our guys that here all the time, that – 
you know, most head coaches don't use their graduate assistants and student managers as a recruiting tool, but you guys are part of such a legacy here in an elite group. And, um, you know, I think it's really telling that Davion Mitchell had multiple GAs in the green room with him uh, when he got drafted. And our GAs uh, go on to do great things from here. And truly, um, I don't know how much I would sleep or how much I would see my family uh, if we didn't have such a great crew of them. And then, you know, I don't want to even uh, intimate that she's an assistant here. I mean, she keeps things running, but the opportunity to uh, have Karen Craig uh, right outside of my office is her desk. And the fact that she's been here prior to Coach Drew's arrival, and it's been here every day of his tenure and helps me navigate, you know, uh, some of the simplest things that nobody else thinks about because they've all been here so long, all the way up to, you know, the very detailed and um, larger topics that she helps me make sure that we're getting taken care of. That's great. What about you, Michael? Yeah, as I mentioned, uh, Micah, who's my assistant director of ops, uh, you know, she helps me keep uh, keep the trains on the tracks here. Um, but, but like Luke said, our, our GAs and managers, this is the first year that we can have, you know, graduate assistants or graduate managers, whatever title we want to give them. Um, but they are, it's kind of like our own team, right? Like, so our coaches have our basketball team, you know, me and Luke have our GAs and managers. And, you know, for us, that's, that's 10 right there, um, that, you know, work their butts off to make sure that, you know, we're, we're going in the right direction. So, um, you know, we can't do our job without them. Uh, and, you know, I really try to make sure that we take care of them as much as we can, because again, they, they help keep us in the right direction. So yeah, absolutely. Great cruise for sure. Well, we appreciate y'all. Um, thanks for coming on and taking the time during a busy stretch. Thanks, Derek. Thanks, Derek. That, I don't know if you heard, but the horn just went off there. Uh, we're starting practice. So <laughs> all right. It's about that time. Well, thank you guys very much. Michael Mata and Luke Simons from uh, Baylor Women's and Men's Basketball Programs, respectively, shared about their jobs as Director of Basketball Operations for the Men's and Women's Program here on Baylor Connections. I'm Derek Smith. A reminder, you can hear this and other programs online, baylor.edu slash connections, and you can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for joining us here on Baylor Connections.